Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello again, everybody. A reminder, first Tuesday, Tuesday, October 3rd at 7 p.m. at the Haymarket House, 800 West Buena. Future of Uptown, Angela Clay, Maya Dukmasova, Ben Jarofsky, that's me. We'll be talking everything political, anything you want to talk about, we will discuss. First Tuesday, Tuesday, October 3rd, 7 p.m., Haymarket House, 800 West Buena. Be there or be square. Ben Jarofsky show for this Wednesday, September 27th starts now. On today's show, Ben welcomes back acclaimed Chicago journalist and the pride and joy of Gary, Indiana, Monroe Anderson. The Ben Jarofsky show is proudly presented by the Chicago Reader. ChicagoReader.com for everything there is to know in the city of Chicago, where to go, what to do, what to eat, what to drink, and so much more. And you want to make sure you check out the Reader on Gala, a benefit coming up for the Chicago Reader October 18th. Head to chicagoreader.com to get your tickets. And if you want more Ben Jarofsky, just head to chicagoreader.com forward slash Jarofsky. That's J-O-R-A-V as in victory, S-K-Y. Hello again, everybody. Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this Take Down That Sign Wednesday, and here's why. Well, I think you know why, ladies and gentlemen. There's a big smile on my face. Monroe Anderson's got a big smile on his face. As if things couldn't get any worse for Donald Trump, they got a little worse yesterday. I got the phone call from uh, Monroe in the middle of the afternoon. I was on the other line. Uh, he was proclaiming, Ben, this is big news. This really matters. A judge in New York has ruled that essentially uh, D- Donald Trump has been committing fraud, has been committing fraud uh, for a long time. This has to do with his business dealings, ladies and gentlemen, not the fraud that he commits as the president of the United States. That's not the, the fraud he commit by trying to steal an election, not the fraud he committed by telling the secretary of state of Georgia to throw away votes, not the fraud that he committed when what he uh, uh, egged on an uh, insurrectionist to seize the Capitol. No, not, not a thing like that. Or the fraud he committed when he stole the documents uh, that are classified and then wouldn't return them. None of that. This is about his business dealings. This is how Donald Trump built his business empire. I just sometimes I sit here and I go, how is it possible that this man is beloved by a cult that represents at least Monroe's going to push back on this, but at least 40 to 45 percent of the American people? How people have you lost your freaking minds? I know it's easy to be cynical. I know it's easy to be jaded. I know it's easy to see the deceit between what Democrats say they want to do and how they actually behave. I know it's easy in the city of Chicago where we've had Democrats like Rahm Emanuel, Democrats in quotes, and Richie Daly, Democrats in quotes, (laughs) just destroy just anything like belief we might have in the legitimacy of the system. But to go so far as to embrace this grifter? 
I mean, it's an act of nihilism. I truly cannot understand. All right, back to the fraud uh, case in New York City. Justice Arthur Angoran is his name. Uh, the suit was filed by Letitia James, who is the attorney general uh, in New York. And essentially, uh, the judge decided, determined, ruled uh, that he had, uh, what, uh, under overbalanced his property by as much as $2.2 billion. The property wasn't worth as much as he said he did. And there's a Chicago connection to this ladies and gentlemen yes you know how the sometimes the tribute always brilliant sometimes there's a chicago connection to this ladies and gentlemen because you know chicagoans are so dumb they would never pay attention to a story unless you directly told them it had to do with chicago no chicago it's really this matters to you yeah i know you live in the united states and donald trump used to be president but this matters to you so pay attention <laughs> chicagoans anyway they, hey i'm not the one who acts like you're dumb chicago don't blame me uh, anyway, the Chicago connection is a very obvious one. Trump Tower, with the, the big old building on the banks of the Chicago River with his name slapped onto it. You know, that's part of this lawsuit. And here's uh, this this one blows my mind, ladies and gentlemen. Here, I'm just going to read from the AP story. Excellent story in the AP about what Trump was up to. So uh, when in regards to the Trump Tower, uh, when Trump needed collateral, he and his team placed a high value on the property, Trump Tower here in Chicago. When he wanted a tax break, he called the property worthless. <laughs> you know who pays for him calling it worthless? You, you suckers and chumps in the city of Chicago. You who voted for Rahm Emanuel. You who voted for Richie Daly. Because if his property is worthless, he pays less in taxes. For it. If he pays less in taxes, guess what? You pay more. He's... He took advantage of our system, and you ended up paying more. And guess who he hired as his attorney? Ed Burke. Chicagoans like to pretend as though they're like not complicit in all this. You know, Ed Burke, chairman of the finance committee. Ed Burke, the guy that Monroe fought against for all those years. Ed Burke, the all-powerful Democratic operative who named like help slate judges. That Ed Burke, that guy who's facing federal indictment, was Donnie Trump's property tax lawyer he went before the cook county assessor and got to Trump, trump's tax bill lowered so you the suckers and saps of chicago paid more now this judge in new york i guess you got to go to new york to find some justice here in the city of chicago has decried this whole thing said it's a complete fraud and i'm wondering can we now take that sign down i mean it's complete fraud yeah i don't know what the court I can't believe the city of Chicago allowed him to put him up, but you know, Donald Trump won over Rahm Emanuel and Rahm just kind of looked the other way. And then after the sign was put up, goes, Oh my God, I'm outraged. I can't believe this happened. <laughs> so the all powerful mayor of the city of Chicago was suddenly helpless to keep Donald Trump from putting that sign up there. That is how the Democrats in this Chicago, in Chicago, ladies and gentlemen, no matter how much you want to pay attention, no matter how much you want to avoid it, have been in cahoots with Donald Trump for all these years. Ed Burke, Rahm Emanuel, Mayor Richard Daly. Yeah, you can ignore it, Chicago, but that's the reality. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that somehow or other, not quite sure, Jim Coogan I'm on the show next week, we're going to take a deep dive in all this. I'm hoping that somehow or other that this judicial ruling, this judge's ruling in New York uh, will lead somehow or other to that sign, that Trump sign coming off. It's an embarrassment and a disgrace that the city of Chicago really does undercut any credibility uh, we have, in my humble opinion. The city of Chicago, this man could walk into this town and just win over the powers that be. and They become his allies. 
uh, in putting up that tower and putting up that sign. I'll tell you one person who's not his ally, Monroe Anderson. He's standing by and he's ready to discuss Donald Trump. All right, Monroe, you were claiming victory yesterday in a phone call to me. Do you believe... Do you believe this judicial ruling in New York will what? Undercut Donald Trump's political career with MAGA? Go ahead. No. No. They can have him in an orange suit with with shackles on and his hands behind his back. And the cult will remain the cult. It would be, aha, we knew the... Uh, I forgot what they've, they're calling now, the, uh, the secret state. And I wouldn't say, what, what was the term they use? I forgot. It's, it's old. Deep now. state. Deep uh, state. Deep state. The deep yeah. state. The st- deep state strikes again. This just proves what we suspected all along. So, no, um, it's not going to do anything for him among his people. Although right. they're not 45%. They're probably 35%. It's still way too many. Wait, time out. No, you, come on. You, you're you undercut. He's killing it in the polls in terms of uh, MAGA. In fact, that Washington Post poll, I don't know if you saw that, had him beat yeah. Joe Biden. And then the Washington Post, you notice they've kind of like buried it. They probably know the poll was screwed up somehow or other. They're oh. quite not sure what to do with it. They're like, yeah, they're giving you percentages of the Republicans, but the Republicans' ranks have shrunk. And well, so, uh, any, uh, anyway, this is sort of like debating whether Trump Tower is worth uh, $20 billion or $200 billion. I, I will uh, read to you this. Uh, this one, this just cracks me up. Uh, and um, this, this, how Trump gets away with this stuff. So, again, uh, shout out to AP. They did a great job of summarizing things. Uh, and so Trump has denied wrongdoing. Okay, I'm reading from the story. Follow me, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, this is the guy that your Democratic leaders of Chicago supported. Trump has denied wrongdoing, arguing in sworn testimony for the case, arguing in sworn testimony for the case, that it didn't matter what he put on his financial statements because they have a disclaimer that says they shouldn't be trusted. End of quote. <laughs> what a con! Right. Dope. I'm going to say it's worth this, but don't believe it because I just make this remember stuff. When he was, yeah. Remember when he was running for president back in 2016 yeah. and he started quoting from the snake? Yes. Oh, God. He just, yeah, right. yes. Oscar Brown. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And, yeah. and he's talking about projection. <laughs> that was that was purely pure projection going on there. It is so true. Projection. Uh, don't ever trust a snake. The snake will bite you uh, eventually. And then when the snake bites you, whose fault is it? The snake goes, I'm a snake. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you should have known that. To... Right. I just don't understand what our leaders in, in Chicago are doing. Let, let's, I just need you to address that. Sure. Burke, I mean, uh, Daly, Rom. they all got in bed yeah. with Donald Trump at one yeah, point. Yeah, I told you, I, uh, and, and some of your listeners will remember this, that I met Trump. Back in 1988, after at, at, at his casino, after the Tyson Sphinx fight, if you want to call it, it lasted didn't quite last one round. Yeah. So it wasn't much of a fight. But anyway, uh, he he met with Mayor Sawyer at the casino. 
and we had a welcoming line where, where he was welcoming us. Uh, some of the cultists have have, uh, have told me on Facebook that um, my meeting him didn't mean anything because there were people always wanting a photo op with him. And uh, I explained to them, no, no, no. He wanted to meet with us. It wasn't we, although Mayor, Mayor Sawyer and um, um, Bob Johnson, uh, what's Bob, Ricard dealer. I'm mm -hmm. forgetting his first name now. But anyway, he's a Cadillac dealer, Al Johnson. Yeah, I remember Al, Al Johnson. Al Johnson. Mm -hmm. They were very excited at the prospect of meeting with this billionaire who was all over Manhattan in, in the news at that time and so, on the casino. But my guess is I wasn't in the meeting. They had a meeting, a full-blown meeting with him the next day at Don King's house. Mm -hmm. And my, my guess is that um, they were talking about putting a Trump tower here then. So, so what you're telling me is that uh, the leaders of Chicago uh, are infatuated with celebrity. Yes. And Donald Trump was a celebrity. And, rich, so wealth, a, and wealth. Celebrity and wealth. But in this yes. case, it's re really more celebrity than wealth because he's clearly been inflating uh, how wealthy he is. There are people in Chicago wealthier than Donald Trump, but there are not people in Chicago who are celebrities and wealthy. Think about yeah. it. Right. We don't really have any rich celebrities in the city of Chicago who well, are. Oprah. She doesn't live in, does she, Oprah still like live in Chicago anymore? I don't know. I'm saying not now, but back then she did. Okay. So we had Oprah and we had Michael Jeffrey Jordan, who doesn't live in Chicago anymore yeah, either. Right. But we don't have in Chicago, we don't have people who's like are celebrities because they're wealthy. And I think that Mayor Daly and Mayor Rahm uh, and they just, and, and well, Ed Burke was a paycheck. They got infatuated. Uh, with his celebrity, they thought by hanging out with Donald Trump, people would think they were cool, which is so pathetic when you think about it. Uh, they thought people would think, Richie Daly thought, oh, people think I'm cool because I'm hanging out with Donnie Trump. Rahm Emanuel, people think I'm cool. They'll transfer to me their being enamored with Trump, and then I could be seen as a celebrity too. And of course, that's why right. he looked the other way when he put this sign on go. Second city syndrome. You know, Manhattan, you know, I mean, that's where the real big boys play. And they were hanging out with the big dogs. <laughs> uh, and so that 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 made them significantly more than they were. Wow. That is true. That second city syndrome, man, will undercut you every time, Chicago. That, that sense that you're not worthy, that you're inadequate, that insecurity that plagues you. <clears throat> that's that's at the heart of like when the, the newspapers say, oh, this story matters to you because it's Chicago angle. When the Queen of England dies, they go, oh, the Queen of England once visited Chicago. You yeah. two are important Chicago. In 1950 Chicago. something, right? 1959. Right, right. You weren't even here for 24 hours. She, you matter, Chicago. The Queen of England was once in Chicago. Here she, Chicago. Was at, she, she was at Balboa Drive. Which... <laughs> she got her tooth fixed. That's significant. Yeah. Oh, Fashion. my God. Fascist, yes, no, I, I, uh, I don't know. Uh, like I said, we'll bring Jim Coogan on. We'll discuss the connection between Trump Tower here in Chicago uh, and this ruling in New York. So Monroe, we'll pause on that conversation for the moment and talk about how this case matters politically. So you already, uh, 
stipulated the, the point that I think pretty much everyone in America agrees with you, that you're not going to shake hardcore MAGA. Uh, they're with Donnie to the end, thick and thin, and we can only debate what portion of the population they are. What about the rest of this country? <laughs> the rest of the people who are supposedly a little saner than the cultists. How do you think this ruling affects them? Are they not paying attention, them being, you know what I'm saying? Or it, it has this punctured, the, like the shield they put up to protect them from negative news about the people they've elected for president? What do you think the impact of this is? Trump is dying from a thousand cuts. Uh, and so this is another of those cuts. Although with any other president in American history, any of these cuts, he would have, he would have bled out. <laughs> But with, with with this particular president and his particular following, uh, it's just another cut. But they they keep they, they keep mounting, and so his 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 strength against the um, seven dwarfs now that we have is is still overpowering because they are who they are, and they too are kissing Trump's ass. So um, that's not having any impact. But when we get to a general election, all of this will matter because even your beloved Democrats (laughs) aren't so politically inept that they are going to exploit this at some point and and beat the drum on it. Wow, we are my uh, a, a proclaimed rapist. A judge says he's a rapist. It's, uh, a, a, a judge says he's a fraud. His business is a fraud. Uh, a an indictment. We might be in a, 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 a jury by that time. Says that he had um, documents that uh, he shouldn't have had. It's top secret documents. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. I mean, this this man, and I, I, I said this more than a year ago, is a one-man crime rate. <laughs> yeah. Although he does have accomplices, for sure. Oh, and my they goodness. Are going, they are going to prison, for sure. Well, there's there's a wh- hordes of enablers. Right, exactly. Uh, and... Uh, I mean, again, this is a Jim Coogan conversation, but the, the his defense attorneys, I understand you hire an attorney to defend you, uh, but given his well, his reputation for not paying uh, his obligations, he the dude admits he's a fraud. <laughs> he, he dude admits. He goes, don't believe anything I say. You know, well, he goes, yeah. I, I, I just... That 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 um got the attorney that that was with um Giuliani, and, and she's been indicted. Oh in, yeah, Sydney, Georgia. yeah, Paul, Sydney, yeah, yeah. She's you know that was her defense. <laughs> she said, "Oh, my argument was so ridiculous. You weren't supposed to believe it." The enablers continue. The enablers, uh, of course, uh, uh, in, in the Republican Party tonight. They're going to have a debate. It's going to be. <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh at the, the debate. So here's where the Republican Party is right now, ladies and gentlemen, just to, to show you how worthless they are. Uh, there will be debate. I think it's seven candidates will be on stage yeah, seven. Uh, tonight, seven tonight. Uh, all of them will be afraid to criticize Donald Trump. This is a guy who testifies under oath that you shouldn't believe what he says. 
because he's just making it up as he goes along. Uh, and they are going to assail and assault the judge, the prosecutors, law and order, uh, at, because they're so afraid of challenging Donald Trump. So tight is Donald Trump's control over MAGA that they're afraid to criticize him uh, because what that would turn MAGA against them. So they're hoping that the Dems could do the job they're too chicken to do, and that is to destroy uh, Donald Trump. Monroe, I don't know how they have any credibility. Go ahead. Chris Christie is out on that limb. He's he's the only one, and he's he, he he's out on that limb. And while he may be four hundred pounds, he's not the eight hundred pound gorilla. So. Uh, He's not having any major impact. I mean, well, because they 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 boo him, right? When he points out the obvious, that just underscores my point. Right. He's, he's he has uh, structured his campaign around being the guy who's going to tell you the truth about Donald Trump, and when he tells you the truth about Donald Trump, they boo him. Right. Okay. Right. Uh, we don't want the truth. We yeah. can't handle the truth. <laughs> what a party, ladies and gentlemen. What a party. Uh, so do you have any sense? Do you have any thought that maybe you will see a change from one of these uh, candidates tonight? Do you think like Nikki Haley, you know, like one of them will join Christie uh, in daring to criticize Donald Trump, their beloved leader of the cult? I, 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 I think Nikki Haley will um, be more critical of him. I think Mike Pence is going to be more critical, but it's but 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 in both cases, they're, they're going to be wear, wearing um, white lace gloves in their criticism. It's, it's not going to be the gloves off or brass knuckles or any of that stuff. It's going to be well, um, he he uh, we shouldn't have a candidate for president who has been indicted. I mean, who's been uh, uh, proven to be a fraud as a company. You think someone's actually going to say that? I don't yeah. believe they will. Yeah. Maybe Christie. Other than Christie? Well, Christie will say it for sure. Yeah. Christie, you can bet, bet on Christie. But I'm suspecting, I don't know, but I, I'm suspecting that Pence and Haley will f- figure out a gingerly way they they won't say it straight up but um the implication will be there i don't know implication's not going to do it ladies and gentlemen i mean uh i'll give you an example just to control yeah implications don't work and nuance doesn't work uh in american politics it uh it and it definitely doesn't work with donald trump you have to directly confront donald trump the the beast that he is uh, and I always point out the different standards. Uh, so Robert Menendez, the uh, Democratic senator uh, from Jersey, has been indicted on a bribery charges. Oh, God, it's a, it's an embarrassing New Jersey politics. Uh, well, I, you know what? I'm through with saying one state's more uh, sleazier than the other. You know what, Monroe? The Chicagoans used to go, well, we're the, they think we're, it, we're kind of bizarre po- uh, pride and how corrupt we are. I see political corruption in every state. Any government is capable of having corruption in it. I do not say that Chicago is more corrupt than New Jersey. New Jersey, New York. Oh my goodness, the corruption in New York, Texas, Louisiana. So anyway, so Arizona. I, I, which one? 
Arizona. Yeah, Arizona, man. Everywhere. And it doesn't matter party. It doesn't matter. It's like what kind of values and standards you have inside yourself, you know, what your values are. So uh, in, in the case of New Jersey, the difference between Democrats and Trump is that when Democrats uh, are caught uh, or uh, indicted, you know, have allegations of fraud against them, they don't cry like the little babies that the Republicans are about how everyone's picking on them. You get what I'm saying? Michael Joseph Madigan and Ed Burke here in Chicago. Say what you will about Burke. He was a clown for Trump. He got he raised your taxes so Trump's taxes could be lowered or he used his power to do that. Uh, I don't see him saying they're picking on him. But uh, Trump plays that card. 35% of, I'll go with your number, 35% of America follows him on it so that effectively you cannot punish him for anything he does. Uh, but it, you see this the difference between how Menendez is handling his case and Trump? Yeah, well, you know, but Menendez, this is this is not his uh, first rodeo. <laughs> In fact, this is this we got the rerun or the uh, not the rerun the 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 next episode of it. He's been indicted before, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, his defense the first time was that they were picking on him and the Dems came to his defense then. But now, you know, I think the gold bars tipped the scale. <laughs> <laughs> well, when it's 50-50 Senate. $5 million dollars in, in his clothes that he needs for an emergency. Yeah. Uh, one, one of the Democrats, I can't remember who said that um, – they they uh, they have they have a flashlight for emergencies, not a half million dollars tucked in their clothes. <laughs> yeah, no, I I, I was going to say when it's, the Senate's fifty fifty, uh, or fifty one forty nine, no fifty fifty, and whatever, no fifty one forty. I, I I've got my terms mixed up, but the point is, it's such a narrow margin, and Diane Feinstein's constantly ill. Uh, you know, you want to get anything through. You need every Democratic vote you have. This is how precarious yeah, the situation. It. Joe but, Manchin is basically a Republican. Yeah, but the thing is that if if they can force him to resign, then the governor yeah, of Phil Murray. New Jersey, who is a, a Democrat, will name another Democrat. Yeah, and give whoever that person is a an advantage in the general. Yeah, unless they declare. Uh, that they're not going to run uh, in in the general, which is, you know, is possible. Uh, oh, but nobody's going to do that. For well, wait, no, uh, the, the senator in Delaware, I'm pretty sure did it. We could check this. Remember when Biden uh, left? Oh yeah, no, I'm talking yeah. about New Jersey. Oh, New Jersey, right? <laughs> this is, you know, yeah. Did, did you probably know this? But New Jersey is the only state in the union, to my knowledge that has a law that says you can't do self-service on the gas. Yeah. Somebody has, else has to pump your gas for you. I like that law. Yeah, no, it's I, a good I, law. I that's a good law. I like that law. Right, like, whoa, exactly. give somebody a job? Whoa, right, exactly. there we go. Right, exactly. That's oh. exactly what it does. Yeah. Uh, there you go. What a, what a radical concept. Yo, I remember the first time I went into Jersey uh, and to, I had to pump gas and the, this guy comes out. He goes, no, no, no. We, we, that's not how we do it in Jersey. Right, right. Uh, this is about 10 years ago. Okay. All right. All right. You know what, Mariah? I just thought something popped in my head. You've been around a long time. You're around in politics. And I don't want you naming names. Okay. I just, 
so I just want you to think about this question and answer it uh, without naming any names. Did you ever meet anyone in politics? As soon as you met them, you thought to yourself, oh, my God, this guy is sooner or later. There's just something about him or her. They're going to get indicted. I just feel it right here and now. And then sure enough, it happened. Don't name names. Uh, did you ever have that feeling? Uh, more than that. Um, and I won't name names, but the list is long enough. When I was doing my talk show, Common Ground, I had Reverend Jackson on uh, as my guest. I, I had him on a number of times, but on this particular time, he was complaining to me about Silver Shovel, mm. saying how they were picking, <laughs> picking the black alderman to indict. And my response was, well, if they don't take the money, they don't have to worry about that. And of course, he had no no rebuttal for that. He normally does. Yeah, no. That silver shovel um, was an absolute disgrace, ladies and gentlemen. Now, talk about one of the most disgrace, disgraceful moments in the city of Chicago's history. And I know that's saying a lot uh, because in that instance, it, it was disgraceful on so many fronts. But they, uh, the feds, in order to um, so this is where there's this just like a, uh, some truth to uh, Reverend, Reverend Jackson to say, Jesse Lewis Jackson, uh, Monroe, I'll put this out, that the feds, in their eagerness to expose the corruption that is in Chicago, set up a sting operation in which this uh, uh, federal, uh, this mole was paying off uh, elected officials in Chicago to enable him to dump mounds of garbage uh, in a in a uh, vacant lot in a west side community that's disgraceful on so many fronts right. and then it took him forever to get the mounds of garbage off uh, that and the lot still uh vacant although there's always talk about a development scheme for it maybe they're yeah, they've been developing the west side since 1968 the rock the 1968 riots developing in quotes yeah, right in quotes yes exactly They've been not much has changed a no. little, but not much. Well, you know, as well as I do, I mean, sometimes I'm a, I feel like <laughs> strange that I'm the only one who says it, but you know, as well as I do, that the planning practices of the city of Chicago been to move poor black people out. This has been since the riots, basically, Monroe. Right. Get them out of Chicago. Right. That, exactly. you know, it, in a suburb. Suburb, Somebody, Iowa, Minneapolis. Right, we right. don't care. Just get right. them out of get them out of Chicago. Right. Which leads me to this question, uh, which I don't think I've asked you uh, uh, this question. I don't know if we've had this debate. So we'll be talking a lot on this show and uh, other episodes about uh, the quote unquote immigration crisis in the city of Chicago. I don't know if I've asked you this particular question. And um uh, the notion is is that we're having a crisis because uh, there's Venezuelans being busted from uh, uh, Texas. I argue if this is an opportunity uh, that um, because we, we've lost a lot of people in the city of Chicago, now we're getting people in the city of Chicago. The powers that be in this city seem incapable, Monroe, of structuring a program, any program, that it, so that it benefits black people. Right. In capable either they don't want to do it they don't know how to do it they they want to go in the opposite direction without admitting it and they're right now incapable of somehow or other structuring this situation so it benefits black people by putting black people to work building housing 
for the new immigrants or for the people in Chicago who need housing. Why is it that the people who lead this city seem so incapable of using the power that the city has to help black people go? Because uh, Chicago has a long and rich history of racism. There were they, uh, much, uh, much of the, my, the, the, the last century was uh, with Chicago being the uh, most racist northern city in the U.S. Uh, because you can blame it sort of on the Chicago Defender, which uh, used the um, quarters to uh, take the Defender to the south and tell mm -hmm. black folks, move on up here. You have an opportunity to make some money. Uh, and so there was this great migration here. Uh, thanks to the Pullman porters to some extent, thanks to the defender. And, and, and I, I've heard this. I'm, I've never been able to check it out, but I heard that Colonel McCormick of the Tribune offered to um, pay Blacks a uh, trip back to the South if they were interested, <laughs> a free ride back to the South. I mean, they have never, ever been happy. I mean, the, the way the the expressway system developed. It was as a bad nat natural barrier to keep blacks from moving, expanding the black community, keep it locked up. Of course, the Italians always suffered more than black people did because they just wiped out the Italian neighborhood almost. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about for uh, uh, Circle Campus back in the yeah. city. Uh, yeah. yeah. And the and the expressway too, yeah. Dan Ryan. No, when we had this conversation with Cam Buckner, when he was on the show last week. When it comes to building walls of segregation, yes, there's never a shortage of money. There's no. never a shortage of will. No, you know, when it comes to expanding opportunities for Black people by literally putting them on the workforce, doing things like building housing for the new residents. Oh, suddenly it's too complicated. We don't know how to do it. Where's the money going to come from? They can't figure it out. Right. Bro, I've heard these excuses for years. Go ahead. Right, exactly. No, and that's that's the way it is in Chicago. I mean, uh, and and this is one of the things that I think Mayor Johnson is is fighting and trying to change. Uh, but he he's still too um, too green. <laughs> To he 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 just uh, I think he finally figured out where the bathroom is, but he has <laughs> he has some other things he needs. Actually, the mayor has his own bathroom. I'm being facetious. Yeah, yeah. In the office as press secretary, I had one too. Wait a minute! I didn't know that you had your own bathroom. Yes, yes. In my god office. Oh my god, ladies and gentlemen, Monroe Anderson as press secretary. He was so snarky. He would just laugh at you like <laughs> this. This is not a guy who really practiced open government uh, so much. When he was, it was like, no, you... I did. I did. No, the the journalists praised me for being open and honest with them, and the um, staff of the Sawyer administration uh, 
attack me for being so too open and honest. Yeah. No, that is true. Actually, you were too friendly with reporters. Yeah, right. Uh, exactly. Yeah, uh, that you know they were you, friends of mine. And yeah, were, and you kind of roll your eyes like. <laughs> It would be like, you're going to ask that question. You know, I'm not going to give you a straight answer. At least he was like honest. Right, right. <laughs> you think I'm going to put on the record, give you a straight answer on that thing. Uh, I did not know you had your own bathroom. I don't know what oh, to think. Right. It was nice. It was, that's the only <laughs> time in my life I had an office with this old bathroom. Oh, you know, another thing I had that was really nice. What? I had Mars lights in my grill of my car. What? Yeah. So whenever I was in a hurry someplace, flip that switch. <laughs> oh my! Did you ever use I, that? Water. I, I only use it officially. I didn't. I didn't use it to go to the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's nice to know. But <laughs> when I when I had, had fallen behind the mayor's entourage and needed to catch up, it was really cool. Yeah, because you know they really needed the press secretary to yeah, be right, there. Right. <laughs> yeah, for, for Sawyer for sure. <laughs> yeah, Sawyer. Monroe, talk, talk for me, Monroe. Yeah, yeah. Harold would have been a different situation. Harold, did. yeah, he didn't need any press secretary. Right. He talked he better did. than any of his press secretaries. Right. He knew more right. than any of his press secretaries. Uh, right. Uh, but I know you're speaking metaphorically when you talked about uh, Brandon Johnson needing to uh, find the restroom, but it is clear. Uh, that Mayor Brandon Johnson has not taken control of city government. Uh, it's, he hasn't appointed all his uh, department heads. He hasn't filled out the vacancies. Uh, and uh, it, it, uh, it, so in something like the, um, this quote-unquote crisis, which is really an opportunity of, of immigrants being bussed into Chicago, he doesn't have control of that. Right. And the left doesn't know how to deal with that. You know what I'm saying? So like these half-assed plans to build 10 cities and employing Ron DeSantis cronies, whatever these people are that, that are also profiting from bussing people out of uh, Florida. Uh, I know that Brandon Johnson in his heart cannot support this stuff, but his people are telling me, not his people, but the lefties who support him, go, Ben, he, he can't ask for too much. You got to give him a break. Don't be so critical of him. Be nicer. You know, I mean, <laughs> oh my God, Monroe, you're not allowed. Be nicer. <laughs> Don't say anything bad about him. I'm like, okay, yeah. okay. Let, let, let me go off, uh, off track for a minute to go talk ahead. about Hollywood. Okay. Wow. All right. And the union situation. Oh, wow. Okay. Let's just leave that other discussion behind, but go ahead. No, no, yeah. just, just very, very brief. Okay. Go ahead. The thing is, the thing is they have been workers in Hollywood. No, I'm sorry, GM. Actually, no, GM. I'm mixing up my stripes. GM. Go ahead. Uh -huh. Okay. The top people at these places, yes. CEOs, gotten a 40% raise right. over the years. They're, they're increased. Yeah. Um, the workers have lost money. And now they're holding out, and they're they're trying to get paid for how they've been screwed. It would seem to me that the easiest way to do this would be just like the way the CEOs have started to make so much money, uh -huh. but they they um they, they had their salaries set at a measly two million or something a year, but okay. then they had if the company does so well then you get a you get a, a you get a reflective part of their 
what they've done, mm -hmm. how much better the company's done. The union, it seems to me, ought to have that condition for themselves. If General Motors uh, has a record year, then the the workers should get a certain record amount of money. And that that would that would address the problem. It seems wow, okay. So this is a totally different conversation, which I'm happy to have. Yeah. Uh so I will now tie two elements of our conversation together. The first part where I said that uh Donald Trump uh, testified under oath not to believe anything I say regards how much my property is worth, because I'm just making it up anyway. Right. And so if you're going to have a system like the one you just suggested, you better yeah. get a good set of accountants in there and you better get a fresh uh, uh, copy of books so they're not cheating. Because Hollywood is notorious, going back to Hollywood, was notorious. Yeah. There was that famous oh, Art Bookwell strike, I mean, Art Bookwell lawsuit against uh, the, the the production house for the Eddie Murphy movie, uh, Coming to America. at deflating the amount of money a movie makes so that they don't have to pay people their an adequate share, right? If the movie yeah. rallies only make, they if their books claim the movie only makes $100 and you got 10% of that, that's $10. If the movie actually made $200, you would get 20. But if you play with the books, you reduce the amount on paper that you made and then you pay people less. And that is, <laughs> if you allow oh. If you cut that deal with you uh, with General yeah. Motors, you better be sure that they're providing fresh. Yeah, books okay, well, okay. First of all, there was this Abbott and Costello routine where they were sharing the money, and it was one dollar <laughs> for you, one dollar for me, two dollars for you, one two dollars for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's what they were doing in Hollywood. Yeah. However, with my idea, and, mm -hmm. and it, this just occurred to me a yeah. few days ago, um, what. General Motors and other corporations do is in the stock market is they declare how much they made because their stock gets to be more uh, of a payoff. Yeah. And these CEOs, their salary is pinned to what the stock market does. So they, they, they couldn't have it both ways, even with very good. Well, Trump did it. I mean, this is where you have to. This is exactly at the heart of the fraud case against Trump in New York. He would tell or here in Chicago. He would tell those dummies at the Cook County Board of Assessor who apparently believe anything he tells them that his property was only worth like a hundred dollars, so they would pay less taxes on it. And then he would tell the bankers that it was worth two hundred dollars, so that they could what lend him more money against it. He had two sets of books about the same property. He didn't care. Like he would. Oh my God! It just—you gotta laugh that we are such. What? What are we in Chicago that we fell for this? You know what I mean? Like stooges? I don't know what you say. But you're, to your, you get what I'm saying, Monroe? He yeah, Trump, did it. But, but, but Trump is a evil genius when it comes to doing crooked stuff. So <laughs> he, he's in a category all between yeah. conning and lying and being able to pull it off. Yeah. I mean his his mentor was was Roy Kahn. Yeah. Man. And Roy, Roy Kahn, Kahn yeah, um, bragged about never going to jail because he said don't tell me about the 
the laws or whatever. You tell me who the judge is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly so right. Be rigged, properly rigged. By the way, got to talk about this. Donald Trump is, to put it mildly, like really stretching the limits on his threats and intimidation to judges. Yes. Uh, yes. I, I mean, it's like the denunciation of the judge uh, Engor in, in New York who ruled against him was immediate. And just I'm sure it's resulted in all kinds of like threats against him. Uh, Bonnie Willis in Georgia, same right. thing. Right. And like nobody else that I could think of in our in our lifetime, Monroe has gotten away with so boldly threatening and trying to intimidate. Okay, but you know, don't do the crime if you can't do the time. Yeah. Trump is going to get the the the, the time and the fees. Uh, you don't. It, it's again. Last week I talked about this with Blago. You don't attack the system yeah. when the system is has the power. So they, uh, I mean, the judge, the judge with this ruling said, "Screw, screw the, screw the trial. We don't need a trial for this. He's guilty. It's obvious that he's guilty. Yeah. He committed fraud. So let's yeah. just okay." So let's just we'll have the trial to see uh, to figure out how much money. Yeah, no, he's going to get if he's going to get the if, if he's going to have to pay the two hundred and fifty million that the prosecutor yeah. has asked for, or whether it's going to be uh, three hundred and fifty million. <laughs> and suddenly he'll plead broke. Uh, right. And uh, no, I. Uh, I have to, and then he'll have to sell off all those properties, and poof, there goes Trump out, it, Trump name out of Chicago. If he owns them, I have no idea. See, that's where we. I don't know who actually owns. Yeah, Trump no, he. I, I think he owns a part of it. I don't yeah. think he owns it all, but I, I think he has enough of a part of it that um, they can go after him. I, yeah. I, my, my guess is that by. This time next year, his name will be off the building. Wow. Well, it should have been. It should never have been allowed to put up. Exactly. On the building. Thank you, Mayor Rom, for that. Exactly. Right. Uh, and uh, oh, no, did, did Rom do that? Yeah, it was Rom. Don't don't get him let off the hook. It came on after he. It it, it came the on. The building was up there, and then they were trying to get the name off, and and he said, um, "If I, as I recall." Yeah. And then he said, oh, I really would like to do this, but we can't because legally it's just impossible to do. Who said that? We talking about Trump said that? No, Rom said it. No. Oh, yeah. Rom, exactly. Rom. his excuse why he couldn't yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah. He had an excuse. Yeah. Okay, so did that sign go up before or after? Yeah, it went I, up after because they were suing. After, right. Yeah. yeah, and then Rom, you're exactly right. Oh, there's nothing I can do. Oh my God, I'm helpless. Oh, Mr. Powerful Tough Guy, sending right. dead fish to people, suddenly rolling over. I uh, couldn't do anything. Uh, or, 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 or maybe his um, his legal alderman, his his uh, finance director, said, "Well, we really can't do this." And uh, who knows what's? I mean, Rob's brothers. 
Trump was Trump's agent. So who knows what's going on uh, there? But uh, uh, they were completely uh, and totally worthless. I, I right now got to believe, um, if I have any hope, uh, that this will deter that quote unquote swing vote. You know, uh, and uh, many of my um, centrist friends are always cautioning me, Monroe. Uh, I think you you may be one of them not to push too far to the left uh, on any of my Bernie, my Bernie visions like health care for all, because that will turn off the proverbial swing voter in suburban Milwaukee or suburban Detroit. I've been yes, so many health care for all. That's not yeah. just, no, just health care. No, for no my argument was not yeah. that I mean, because actually a lot of Bernie's ideas are now the roadmap for the Democratic Party. But my thing was, Bernie was an imperfect message. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Let's not re-litigate <laughs> yeah, that thing, yeah, okay? Because right. I'm going to hear about the the, the, like, yeah. the pictures of the shirtless Bernie in Cuba or whatever that thing is, that supposedly. <laughs> exactly. uh, I've been hearing about uh, forever. Um, but I stand by this. I don't care what the Washington polls, polls say. I just cannot believe uh that the swing voters of wisconsin and arizona and georgia and michigan uh they're not the cult who are not cultists i'm not talking about like the cultist crowd for the donald trump cultists i can't believe they're going to go back to donald trump and it sure looks like the republicans are set to nominate him yeah they're not going to go back to him they're not going to go first of all uh I, I I I think the problem is uh, that Biden's is Biden's age. I think that's the problem, and it's ridiculous that um, the Democrats are are shaky on that instead of backing their guy. Because there's only a three year difference in age yeah. between Trump and and Biden, and Trump um, last week. If you was it last week or this week today? Yes, I think it was last week. Um, Trump got his his um bushes his his bushes mixed up, and he also threw Obama in the mix. Yeah, he was he was sounding quite um, senileish uh, in in his his speech last last week. And the Republicans had absolutely nothing to say about that. Whereas if um, Biden falls off his bicycle. Yeah, yeah no. Oh, my goodness. Look. Which six-year-olds do. <laughs> 80-year-olds. So, like, you could fall off a bike. So this is my theory on this uh, it matter. And it's pretty much the same as my theory of uh, the matter of immigration, health care. You, you name any issue. Uh, and uh, I urge everybody to check out the interview I did, David Ferris, who talked about the legacy of Fox. Uh, the Republican Party completely has outmaneuvered the Democratic Party uh, propaganda. And, and so, media. yeah, media. They could, And so they set the terms of discussion and debate. They have totally gaslit the Democrats. Democrats right. are... Um, 
are incapable of controlling a debate, and they only can always concede certain points to the Republicans, which they shouldn't concede because they probably don't believe it. We see that here in Chicago where suddenly, like, when we need residents in the city, we're treating residents coming to the city as it's something bad and a crisis. You're been, you've been brainwashed, Chicago. I hate to say it. You've been gaslit. And it's the same thing with the age issue. So clearly, both of these men have mental issues. They're little challenges. It's obvious, okay? They just sort of project them differently. Like if you saw Joe Biden at the UAW rally, there's sort of like a feebleness to him. And so Fox will just jump on that. If you listen to Donald Trump, he's utterly insane. He can't put two coherent sentences together half the time. He misses up people. When he does put them together. Yeah, but somehow or other, Fox has projected instability and for Biden and the Democrats have bought into it and they're discussing that their candidates flaws and they don't discuss the fact that Trump shares some of those flaws. Once again, Monroe, Democrats have totally been intimidated by the Republican propaganda machine. Do you agree with me? Yes, 100%. They they have got to man up and start talking tough and 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 and, and attack all this nonsense. It, it can't it can't come from Biden alone. Although Biden, it's it's time for Biden to start um, going toe to toe with Trump. You know, I think he he's trying to look like the gentleman and the civilized one, and um, in a mud fight, you don't wear a white suit, and you don't worry about getting a little dirty. Well, th- this is how twisted this whole thing has come. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, but I read an article about this, that uh, Governor Gavin Newsom of California is uh, scheduling a debate with uh, Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida on Fox. Fox making money any way you look at this. Uh, and it's sort of like the two candidates the party would rather have as their nominees, as opposed to the people they have as their nominees, right. uh, are going to have a debate. Right. And um, this is a just-in-case debate also. <laughs> Just in case uh, Biden has a stroke or a heart attack or whatever, and just in case uh, Trump has a tro- stroke or, or a heart attack or goes to prison. Then, but I, I, I don't even think going to prison would deter. Uh, I think exactly, he'll be in prison yeah. and Republicans would vote for him. The cult right, is strong. Exactly. Uh, and, he uh, wouldn't win the general. He would not win. He's not going to win the, the general election. As a convicted felon, it's just not going to happen. Uh, well, hi, you hear that, Arizona? You hear that, Wisconsin? You hear that, yeah. Michigan? Right. Georgia? Sweet. People or if, if he does, know. then it's uh, political uh, ineptitude at its highest level. It is on the part of the voters. Let me just remind uh, you, you know, voters. Part of the Democrats. Oh. You know, part of what they, they are not doing yet yeah. is talking about Trump's children, for example. I mean, that should be a, 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 a they should be talking about that, J- Jared getting $2 billion versus uh, Hunter getting a measly $500 million. <laughs> you know? you Wait, he didn't get $500 million. Did you say $500 that's million? What saying. That's, what the, the, that's what the Republicans are saying. 
You could just yeah, look at Hunter Biden and see that man. Five hundred million and 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 slipped a lot of his to its daddy. I mean, that's the the charge they're putting out there. I'll remind so you. Instead of instead of denying it, what the, the Democrats ought to be saying is that uh, Trump is much better. The Trump family is much better at being crooked <laughs> than the Bidens. Uh, in that he, um, Jared, has gotten $2 billion yeah. from the Saudis. Uh, all right. We're and gonna... it can be documented. That yeah. What Biden allegedly got and did is um, in the rumor mills. Is a figment of Republicans' imagination. All right. All all right. right. We will close by uh, putting you on the spot as a prognosticator. And uh, th- this is one of my favorite topics. Everybody knows this. I'm just... So in to the Chicago Bears these days for how bad they are. Yeah, I've really I've never seen a team this bad from top to bottom. They're just so horrendous. On Sunday, the Chicago Bears, who are ranked now, now by most uh, of the experts as the worst team in football, will play the team that's just ahead of them in the rankings, which is the second to worst team, the Denver Broncos. Last Sunday, the Denver Broncos gave up seventy points in a game to the Miami Dolphins. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a lot of points. All you political junkies out there who don't follow sports, this is all you need to know. 70 points is a lot of points. Okay? Too, too shy of the record. Too shy of the record. They could have broken the record, but the other team took the mercy on them. Okay, so make a prediction. The two worst teams in football will face off in Soldier Field here in Chicago. Who will emerge as the worst team of the two worst teams? Your beloved Chicago Bears? Or the Denver Broncos. Don't duck and dodge, Monroe. Go. Don't duck and dodge it. Home, 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 <laughs> home field advantage to the Bears. <laughs> Wait, does that mean they're going to win or lose? They're going to win. <laughs> wow. Oh. Uh, if they screw up early on in the game, then they won't have the home team advantage because the Bears fans will be booing. They'll be booing. Oh, my God. I, I'm, I'm going with the Broncos. Uh, I think the Bears will emerge uh, victorious if you view it uh, as up is down and down is up and losing is victory, which it seems to be the Bears' objective. Uh, let's see how many games we can lose and how bad we can do it. I say the Broncos will be victorious, and that same defense that uh, gave up 70 points last week won't give up more than 20. How about that one? How about that for a prediction? That's how bad the Bears are. Well, yeah, no. See, I think, yeah, I, 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 I'm saying shame on you, interrupting. <laughs> 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 although I can see why you might think that, in that the Broncos were so humiliated, so humiliated that they're going to come back um, with a mindset of. We've got to prove ourselves. Yeah. Um, but the the Bears, remember, have a record number of losses now. Yeah, wow. That they've got to prove that, that they aren't as bad as everybody thinks they are. And they will have the home team every, every time they do anything right. <laughs> che- uh, cheering. Yeah. And so uh, – and, and – um, the the coach 
it's 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 gonna have to figure out how to coach. Oh my god, I don't think that's gonna happen. The Bears have now lost 13 in a row, ladies and gentlemen. And exactly. the interesting thing is, uh, in the next few weeks, they'll be playing uh, the teams that are worse than them. Uh, I mean, excuse me, that are at the bottom of the league with them. Uh, and so if they are going to win at least one game this year, uh, this is their opportunity. And I don't think they have it in them. I think they will, uh, uh, they're determined to go 0-17. And, hey, Monroe, as I always say, if you're going to be bad, be really bad. Go ahead. Fields is a good quarterback. I don't know what's happening with him. Yeah, he's been hanging around the Bears too long. That's what's <laughs> happening to him for for the sake yeah, okay. of – for the sake of before, fields, please trade him. Yeah, before we go, this is this is what I've I've occurred to me in, in watching football yeah. on last Sunday is what if the Bears had actually gotten Patrick Kansas Mahomes, City's court, Mahomes, Mahomes. I think yeah, about a lot. They, yeah, they they could have gotten him, and they went for uh, Mitch Trubisky. Oh, it's still painful. Yeah, yeah, but. What if they had gotten him? Would Mahomes still be Mahomes? I I, I don't know. Uh, I used to say I used to say all my I used to make fun of Bears fans for asking that question, yeah. but now I'm at the stage where I look. There's just something about this franchise. I don't know if I don't know what I I is it is it just jinxed? Is there a curse that the Bears have? Again? All I know is that everything they do uh, seems to uh, turn into disaster. And so you're talking, ladies and gentlemen, non-sports fans, Patrick Mahomes is one of the greatest quarterbacks I have ever seen. Right. I think when his career is over, he will probably be the greatest quarterback of all time. So what Monroe is essentially asking, are the Bears so bad that they would have taken the greatest quarterback in the history of football and turned him into a terrible quarterback? To and that. Yeah, into a, a, a pathetic excuse of an NFL quarterback. That is the argument that Monroe Anderson is advancing right now. And that is the argument that many Chicago Bears fans uh, advance, almost as if they're trying to justify the Chicago Bears not drafting Mahomes in the first place. So it's kind of a weird, twisted argument to make anyway for people who say they're Bears fans. I have to say that Patrick Mahomes is so great that he could defeat the Bears toxicity and he still would be a great quarterback that's my position and i'm sticking to it okay well <laughs> yeah I, I i can't argue with you on that one but i will be able to this time next week uh tell you i told you so <laughs> when the bears win okay <laughs> if only by a point <laughs> it could be a very close game it could be a close game, no no score, barely any score, or a close game, 40 to 41 or something. I, 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 you know what? If you win by one point, you still win. So right, that's exactly. Yeah. So uh, I think they will, will win. And now whether right. it's a squeaker or whether they win by – touchdown no they're not winning by a touchdown <laughs> <laughs> they gotta get a touchdown to win by a touchdown uh all right monroe it's a blast talking to you as always mixing sports and politics you know i love talking about the bears uh and i'm taking special delight in their awfulness uh so thank you very much monroe also want to thank producer chris for doing an outstanding job producer chris give yourself a raise take it out of petty cash peace and love everybody 
And remember, you can always catch previous Ben Jarofsky shows, Benny J bonus interviews, and more columns from Ben Jarofsky at chicagoreader.com. Follow Ben Jarofsky on Instagram at Benny J Show and like and subscribe to the Ben Jarofsky Show on your favorite streaming and podcasting platforms.